lovely people, and welcome to episode 21 of Nath's Pod. Um, well, what a time we are in at the moment. I realise it's been probably fairly uncomfortable for everybody, uh, and all sorts of different things have been happening, and it's uh, kind of scary, and uh, we don't quite know what's going to happen. It's the unknowing that often is the tricky thing, isn't it? But um, I hope you're all well and that you're following guidelines to keep yourselves safe um, and others safe. Um, uh, I know it's hard. I've found it hard this week, actually. Um, But this will pass. You know, we are going to beat this virus thing and we're going to come out of the other side of it. Uh, We just have to, you know, ride the storm uh, and and embrace the discomfort, I suppose, uh, and the change and all of that kind of stuff. None of us really like change that much, but it happens. Um, so let's go for it. Let's um, look at the good things that are going on, not the bad stuff. Uh, and we will get through this. You know, we just have to find that new normal, that new uh, routine groove that we have to kind of get into. Um, so I hope, anyway, I do hope you're all well and uh, that this finds you uh, in a good place. Um, Anyway, on today's pod, uh, we're going to, this week, we're going to carry on with our Inside Out mini-series, and we're going to be talking about temples. Now, if you don't know, temples are sacred places um, that people would go and worship at, okay? They were seen as sacred and special sites, Um, that people believed were a place where the gods would receive the sacrifices, receive the prayers uh, of of the people going there. It's almost like a a place where the heavens and the gods uh, met the earth that we were on. Uh, And in the Bible, there are three main places of worship. So we have Moses' tabernacle, which was a tent, uh, so it could be taken down and moved around with all all Israel um, as they were going through the wilderness. Then there was the first temple, which is the temple that Solomon built, uh, which is actually the temple that David had the idea for and wanted to build, but God said he couldn't. And so his son Solomon built it. And then where there's, there's the second temple, uh, which was built after the Babylonians destroyed the first temple. Okay, uh, Uh, And Herod added to that and made it bigger and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So anyway, so so they these are the three temples, uh, and they will essentially have the same kind of layout within the the temple uh, complex. Uh, So let's have a look at what was inside uh, and why those objects were in those in that place. Uh, So as you came to uh, a temple you would enter into the kind of outer courts. So the temple was the, there was a, there would have been a building uh, kind of in the middle of this enormous courtyard, I suppose. Uh, and there were, that was the holy place in the middle there. that had the holy place and the holy of holies. But outside of there, when you first came in through the gate, um, what you would see in front of you was uh, the altar of burnt offering or the bronze altar or however people call it all sorts of different things and this was the place where sacrifices uh, were made for the people by the priests 
Okay, so they would bring their cow or sheep or bird or whatever they could afford uh, and they would bring it to the priest and they would sacrifice it. And you, you hear a lot about these sacrifices in books like Leviticus and things where it tells the priests how to do the sacrifice. So you do this part of the animal and this part gets saved for the Levites because um, they don't work. They just serve God in the temple and around the temple. Um, and so that's where all of that would happen at this bronze altar. Okay, so that's the altar of burnt offering. Next, after that, still in the courtyard part uh, of the temple, you would come to the bronze laver. Okay, so this was used to wash the hands and feet of the priests before and after entering the holy place, which was like the big kind of temple building, I suppose you would call it. Um, and so they would wash, they wanted to wash off all the impurities. It would be a sign of making themselves clean and pure before they went into the holy place. Uh, and they would specifically wash their hands and their feet, the priests, because their hands represented what they did and their feet represented where they went. So they wanted to wash all of that off and be completely pure and clean. Okay, so ordinary people and, and priests would only ever go up to the the altar of burnt offerings, that's the first one we came to, the priests would then go to the bronze laver to purify themselves uh, before they came into the holy place. Okay, so you would enter into the holy place through uh, the doors at the front, which would, as we know, you know, the, the temple complex faced east, uh, which was done on episode something, 16 or something like that, 17. Um... So they would come into the holy place and what you would see as you came in there, the first thing you would probably see is on your left you would see the seven-branched lampstand. Okay, and this was made of gold, pure gold, and it held seven lights, seven candles, I suppose, and they were to be kept burning the whole time. Uh, that was one of the priest's jobs, that they would keep burning the whole time. Uh, and there were obviously seven branches. So this symbolized uh, God's everlasting giving of life and light to his people. Okay, so he, would the one, he was the one who would guide them and take them through uh, difficult times, good times, all of that kind of stuff. But he would be there and he's the one who's given them life. and He's the one who's lighting their path. Uh, and it was also a reminder to the people of the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Okay, so it was um, the seven branches looking like the like a kind of like a tree, I suppose. Um, I always imagined it like a, a manure, I suppose. Manure? That sounds about right. Sorry if I got that wrong. Um, but a manure, but I think it's more like a tree. I don't know if it was completely symmetrical or what. Um, so that was the, the seven branch lampstand. Also the number seven is a big number in the Bible. So seven is about completion and wholeness. Uh, there are the seven spirits of God, the seven days of creation. There are just all sorts of sevens all over the place. Uh, and the lampstand also, they think, symbolized the pillar of fire uh, that led the Israelites through the wilderness. Uh, if you remember that story at all, where they had a pillar of cloud by day to lead them through and a pillar of fire by night that would lead them on their journey through the wilderness. So that was on your left as you came into the holy place. On your right, 
as you came into the holy place was probably the table of showbread or shoebread, some people say. And this represent, represented God's provision to Israel and it highlights God's relationship with them and that he is for them, that he is on their side. Uh, and the 12 loaves that would have been on the table. So that was another job for the priest to keep the loaves fresh. They would bring new bread all the time to replace the old. Uh, the 12 loaves on the table represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. So that's the, so, so far we've had the, the altar of burnt offering. The first thing you see when you come into the, the complex, the, temple complex then you have the bronze laver which was used to wash the priests and as you went into the holy place on your left you would see the seven branch lamp stand on your right you would see the table of showbread and then and then in front of you you would see the altar of incense so another job of the priest was to keep this altar of incense going the whole time so they would keep the the candles lit they would keep uh, the bread fresh on the table of showbread and they would also keep the altar of incense burning. Uh, now, the altar of incense, the smoke of the incense, symbolized the prayers of the people going up to God. Okay? So, as they would come and do their sacrifices and do their praying and all that kind of stuff, this was a symbol of those prayers rising up to God. And so you can imagine this um, in the holy place. It would be very kind of smoky and it would smell you know, very strongly of this incense and you had the the bread and the lamp and so it was something that uh, engaged all the senses, okay? So it, it symbolised, the altar of incense symbolised the prayers of the people going up to God and it also symbolised the pillar of cloud that les, led the Israelites in the wilderness, okay? Again, remember the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. So there are all sorts of different things uh, that all of these mean, and I just want to touch on them a little bit um, just to see what we can dig out of this for ourselves. Um, but before we go on any further, we need to go through one more curtain. Okay, so we've gone from the courtyard complex, we've gone into the holy place where the priests were, and now we go, there's one more kind of curtain in front of you, and behind that curtain was the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, so this is the sign of God's presence with Israel. And God dwelt on the mercy seat on top of the ark. Okay, so the actual God himself, they would sit, would be in that place. And only on one day of the year would the high priest go in to the Holy of Holies. It was that special and sacred to them. And there was, there's a, oh, you could just go on, so many different ways when you're talking about this and there's so there's so much more to it and but I don't want to do that I want to kind of just keep going uh, so we can get onto some other bits and pieces um so inside the ark of the covenant were the tablets of the law uh, a pot of manna and Aaron's rod if you remember that the rod that budded uh, I think it was an almond branch that budded uh, and so they were all in there in the holy of holies so, just to run through that again, when you first went in, you had the altar of burnt offering, then it was the bronze laver to wash the priests, and you went into the holy place, and you would see the seven-branch lampstand, 
the altar of incense and the table of showbread and then through the final curtain you would go into the holy into the holy of holies which is where the ark was now this is all about um inside out this series about what's inside coming out of us uh, and getting out what is inside of us so let's turn this around and see what this might mean for us what this temple complex and all of these things in the temple might mean for us so in 1 corinthians six nineteen, it says this paul says this don't you realize that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. Okay, so Paul now takes it from, takes this uh, this thought, this uh, uh, temple, and says the temple is not the building, that is a temple, that's fine, but also that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, okay? Which would have been a huge shift for people's thinking, a huge shift in how they understood themselves and how they understood God, that, that hang on a minute i'm a temple which means what well god lives in me okay if he's in the holy of holies then god lives in me so if we're temples of the holy spirit then let's have a little look and a few thoughts on what the objects in the temple might mean for us okay and we're going to start in reverse order so the holy of holies well first of all The Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of you. Okay? He likes to be with you. He likes to live with you. You are a good place to be. You are a good home for the Holy Spirit. And I think that is a very important, above every other thing that I'm going to touch on today, that is the most important thing, that the Holy Spirit likes being inside of you. You are a good place to be. He's not going to make his home somewhere where he doesn't he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to sit and 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 dwell. You are a good place for him to be. And the prophet Joel prophesies that in the last days, which is now, okay, the last, yeah, which is now or these days, he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. That means he is with you now, and he is pleased to dwell within you. And if the Holy Spirit is within you, then you must have something good to give to the world around you. It doesn't mean you, it doesn't mean you won't make mistakes, but it does mean that you have something good and you can give something good to other people. Okay. So there we go. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you and he likes you and he likes being with you and living in you. The altar of incense. So that symbolized the kind of the connection, the prayers going up to God and him hearing them and answering and this kind of relationship and this communion between uh, the two. And when we come and think of giving, we're going to give to other people, other other temples. And so I wonder if, you know, it, the altar of incense represents um, the connection that I have to others. Maybe it uh, represents that kind of the spiritual connection, that kind of underlying connection that we have with everything and everyone around us. Um, uh, that we that we aren't just an individual; we're not just on our own, but we are connected in some way to everything around us. Uh, maybe if we recognise that we're connected with everything, it would help us treat others the way that we want to treat us. 
we want them to treat us, should I say, because we're connected to them as, as one person. And if they hurt, then I hurt. If things are going well for them, then things can go well for me. So maybe that's something to do with that. How about the lampstand? Well, that represented uh, the journeys, right? The journey that Israel took through the wilderness. Maybe it represents the journeys that we've been on and the experiences that we've had in life. Okay, we've all had unique experiences. And sometimes other people just need to hear your story. They need to hear some of the lessons you've learned. And sometimes those lessons are hard lessons. <laughs> you know, Israel had the whole wilderness experience that it went through that showed them different aspects of God. And so as you've been going through life, you're going to have different uh, challenges and uh, things that have gone well, things that have gone badly, but people need to hear that story, okay? Because probably someone is going through something like that right now, and you could be the person in the right place at the right time for them to say, yeah, I've been through that, and it's the worst thing in the world, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but this happened, or I learned this, or look where I am now and look what's come out of it. And the way you do this, the way you share with other people, doesn't have to look like anybody else, remember. It doesn't have to look uh, the same as the preacher on the stage or uh, the motivational speaker or some guy doing a podcast that you're listening to right now. It doesn't have to be like that. Okay, it can be whatever comes naturally to you. So remember that. The showbread. Well, this, for me, this reminds us that the whole thing that we call life is a gift. And living like that, I think, can help us make the most of what we have um, and the opportunities that we've been given. You know, you and I, we played no part in being here, right? That was between your parents and God. And God is so for you that Paul says in Ephesians that even before he made the world... God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. It's all the gift and he's known you since before, since before the beginning. Uh, and we get to live this and we get to shape a life and we get to do that with him and through him and for him and all of those really good things. So as we go out, giving is one of those things as we begin to take on the character of God. You know, we've been given this gift and we get to go, yeah, I'm going to live it to the full. I'm going to take every opportunity. I'm going to do all those good and great things, these, these dreams that I have. Why not step out on them? The bronze laver. Well, as we go out, we need to make sure that our motives for giving are pure. That we're asking the question, um, what do I have that will help you? Um, not what do I think will help you, uh, what do I think you should do in this situation, but what do I have that would help you, right? Putting the other first, being other-centered just as Jesus was, looking out for others, giving without expecting something in return, respecting everyone for where they are, and making sure that we give with love in our hearts and our actions. Right, let's make sure that when we go out, 
or at the moment the best thing to do would be to stay in uh, but that as we give to people and we help people what how can i help you not how can i get something out of this how can i help you and that we fully give ourselves and lastly the altar of burnt offering so in john 15:13 jesus says this there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one friend for one's friends so as we go we decide that we're going to give ourselves to the other we're going to lay down our life for the other and we're going to put them before ourselves we're going to honor the other just as jesus did and in that way take on that spirit of love that is within each of us and as we go we're going to see change and we're going to see goodness happen we're going to see goodness revealed because that's the way that love works So there you go there's a few thoughts on temples and us as temples and uh, all that good stuff but this doesn't have to stop here um maybe you have your own thoughts as i've been speaking on what the different objects and things represent in your life um and you can share those if you like on twitter uh so that is at pod_nath that's p o d _n a t h that would be great to hear from you uh, and if you like you could also rate and review the pod as well as that helps other people find it uh, so that would be great if you could do that and it would be great to hear from you on twitter at the moment i only have a twitter i'm thinking about setting up a facebook thing but we'll see <laughs> we'll see if that happens uh, and hopefully later on this week i will upload a bunch of the old episodes as well because I know they've disappeared uh, they were up there and then I changed hosts and things uh, so hopefully sometime this week you'll see things popping up in your feed again if you've already heard them that's cool if you want to listen again do it if you haven't heard them listen to them do what you like with it because um, it's free and it's for you and it's just some thoughts that I have that I'd like to share with you all um, so anyway that's all for this episode have a great week please stay safe and healthy and as always remember this i love you and i will see you next time <laughs>